Let's give Jesus a hand. What do you say? Come on. Uh, he's worthy today. The Holy Ghost is in this house. Uh, well, I hope today that all of our mothers have wonderful Mother's Days. And those of you that miss your moms, I want you to understand that we're not just happy Mother's Day to moms, but to grandmas and aunts and mother figures and spiritual moms they play a vital role. How many are thankful for people in your life that play a mom in your life? Amen? <laughs> Sister Donahoe is not here this morning. They are on vacation for their safety. They pray for their safety uh, there in Jerusalem. And um, so uh, interesting enough is that sometimes I'll go to her and I'll say, I need a mom hug, right? How many know what a mom hug is, right? It's not a polite hug like this. It's a bear hug that says, I love you no matter what you are, what you do, what you look like, what you seem like. I love you. And Sister Donahoe plays one of, there's many great ladies in this church. Uh, this morning, uh, Sister Tina Tackett gave me a big hug up here, and I needed that hug today. Have you ever just needed a mama hug? If you have, give the Lord a hand clap today. <laughs> Amen. Today I want to minister to you for a little while. How many are here ready to hear the word of the Lord today? Amen. I said how many are ready to hear the word of the Lord today? I want to thank Pastor Stefan for... They're in ministry, you never know what's going to happen. At 3.30 this morning, Pastor Smothers from, from uh, uh, the Canton area, my best friend in, in the world, called me at 3.30 in the morning, was not able to make it home he was away, and he was supposed to be home yesterday and was not able to make it. So he called me at 3.30 this morning. I need someone to, will you please go preach for me? I'm like, no, I'm not going to preach. I have my congregation, my flock. But he said, okay, then you got to send your other. <laughs> you got to send Pastor Stefan. I was like, I don't know. That's up to him. So anyway, I thank, Brother, I thank God for Brother Stefan that he's willing to lead worship and then run over there and preach the word today. Amen. Instant in season. Amen. Thankful for Stefan and Sarah. So today we recognize all of our moms, and I want to preach to you, but I also want to preach to the dads, the aunts, the uncles, the spiritual mothers. I want to preach to the, every person under the sound of my voice today. Our text is from Deuteronomy. It's in the Old Testament. It's a part of our learning. Paul says that our Old Testament is for us to look at and learn from, and so we go there in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. It says this, it says today, everybody shout today, I will give you the choice, everybody say choice, I will give you the choice between life and death, life and death, between what? Blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your what? descendants, your children, your children's children, your children's children's children might what? Live. Today I want to preach to you for a little while here on this Mother's Day about ask for me. Everybody say for me. In, back in the 90s there was a, a book that was written, all I need or all I really ever need to learn was in kindergarten. Everybody remember that book? It was written by a best time, a New York a, a Times bestseller list 
uh, author, uh, uh, Mr. Fulgram, and he uh, was on the bestseller list with this book for 43 weeks. Um, it was a, a record at the time, and it remained on the list of bestsellers for 97 weeks. It struck a chord. The chord was this, all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. Can you say that with me? All I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. If you've never read the book, you should pick it up or find it on Amazon because it is a wonderful, it's not long, it's simple and you need to read it because it teaches some lessons and I'm going to share just briefly today what you really, really learned while you were in kindergarten. You see, most of what you really need to know how to live the rest of your life, you really do somehow learn it in kindergarten. This is what you learned in kindergarten. Uh, you learn uh, something that wisdom is important and you learn that there is... Uh, not those that graduate at the top of their class that remains in the mountain, but there's a sandbox at the nursery school that is really where you learned how to live. And what did you learn in kindergarten? Well, you, you learned this. You learned how to share everything. Everybody say amen. You learned how to play fair. You learned that you shouldn't hit other people. You learned that you should put things back where you found them. You learned to clean up your own messes. You don't take things that aren't yours, and you say you're sorry when you do hurt somebody. In kindergarten, you learn that you should wash your hands before you eat. You learn that you should flush after you use the restroom. <laughs> you learn that warm cookies and milk are good for you. You learn, am I right? You learn that life is a balance. I'm going to say balance. You learn some and think some and you draw some and then you paint some and then you sing some and then you, you, you dance a little while and then you go back to playing a little bit and maybe you might draw a little more or paint a little more. You learn that you've got to work on something every day but the big thing for me is that you learn you should take a nap every afternoon. Life is a balance. You learn that when you go out into the world, you should watch for traffic, you should hold hands, you should stick together. I feel this in the Holy Ghost today. You learn everything you need to know somewhere in kindergarten. You should be learning the golden rule. You should be learning that you should love one another. You should be learning the basics of life. Everything that you ever needed, you learned in kindergarten. Sometimes in our lives, we get so complicated with everything that's happening in our earth, we forget the basics. How many of you, don't, don't raise your hands here, but how many of you have ever had road rage, right? Okay, laugh a lot if you've had road rage. How's that, right? How many of you have said things in the privacy of your car that you would just be absolutely appalled if anybody else heard it, right? By the way, God heard every word you said. How many learned, ah, now I'm talking to you. How many learned that, that you really, it is work to love your neighbor as yourself? It really is work to understand that there's a time, uh, the psalmist said, there's a time for everything. There's a time to live, there's a time to die, there's a time to dance, there's a time to be still, there's a time to work, there's a time to rest. Everything you ever needed to learn, you really should be learning in kindergarten. 
you should learn that you need each other. I love the fact that we do learn. My wife and I were recently visiting our middle son in New York City, and we were walking through Central Park, and there was these little bitty, I don't know how they were, but I'm getting old, but they couldn't be more than three years old. Had their little bitty jackets on, the little flare jackets, and they all had, and they were all holding hands crossing the street. And they were all holding hands, they were checking on each other. And my wife had stood there, and all, I began to videotape them because they were so adorable, these little three-year-olds all holding hands. Because that's what you do when you go out into the world. You learn to support one another. You learn. Am I hearing anybody shout amen? In our crazy world, I find that we need to go back to what we learned in kindergarten. If we're not careful, we will try to overthink and overanalyze things when simply it is true that if we will go back to what we learned in kindergarten, we will find the basics of life and the truth of life. Webster's uh, dictionary says that basic means uh, forming the base or essence or constituting or serving as a starting point. It means that there, it is a fundamental. Basics are not complicated. Someone say amen. I recently had a, a little snack bar and it said three ingredients, peanut butter, eggs, and flour or something. You know, they, they put it right on the package. There's only three ingredients. It's a basic. It's not hard. There's three ingredients, and it's not hard when we don't overcomplicate life and try to put all of the world's culture and all of the stuff on top of what we really should know about the basics of life. We find here moms, dads, aunts, uncles, friends, that they are not complicated. They are simple, and in their simplicity lies the power. If every day I learn just to love my neighbor as myself, that is so simple, right? But it's so complex. It's so hard. I want you to read with me out of Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30, there's a story I already read to you, verse 19. But I want to go up to verse 11 for a moment. And we find here that this is uh, the word from the Lord. He is speaking to the children of Israel. And he is speaking to us today. The Bible says, this command I am giving you today. And it, it is not too what difficult for you. Everybody say, not too difficult. God said he'll never put on any, you anything you cannot, what? Bear. And in that moment, you have to realize God's request to obey his word is not complicated. He's not saying to us, don't do, uh, I'm going to make this really complicated. No, he's doing it very simply. It's not to come. And it is not beyond your reach, the scripture says. Verse 12, it says, it is not kept in heaven. So distant that you must ask who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey it. No, no. It's not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey. No. The message, verse 14 says, is very close at hand. It's what you learned in kindergarten. It's so close, but you have to take time to pause and remember it. It is on your lips and in your heart so that you can, what? Obey it. He goes down to verse 19, which I read in your hearing already as our text. Today I have given you the choice between life and death. It's not hard. There's a choice between life and death. Between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your children, your descendants, might live. 
Pastor, what, why, why would he say that? Is it dependent on what I do? What we do as parents, as moms, dads, uncles, aunts, friends, neighbors, is unequivocally a part of the future of our children. Can I get an amen? amen. Why? Why is that so? Because the environment that I place them in, the, the example that I show them, will let them see what normality is in their future. They will not hit others if I'm not hitting, because they will know that there's something wrong with that. Do you hear what I'm saying today? There's something inside of us that has to decide. We have to choose that our children will be alive in the Spirit. That they will be alive before God. That they will have life of the Holy Spirit residing with them. And how can that happen? By me choosing that way. As I held my new granddaughter and I, I prayed over her, as I whispered my prayers over her, I said, oh God, today help this family to be an example to yet another grandchild in the Nix family so that they might know the way of the Lord as they grow and they go beyond the borders of influence. Today, I want you to realize that all of us have, a, not just moms, but moms especially, but all of us have a decision, a choice that we must show and God says heaven and earth will witness the choice we make so choose life in verse 20 he says you can make this choice by loving everybody say by loving everybody say it's a choice how do I know well you can you can make this choice by loving your God oh, shout love Lord with all thy heart mind soul and spirit you love the Lord God and his word should be at the center of everything you are or do can I get an amen from anybody why because I'm choosing life the Bible says you, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God and then he says this obeying him everybody shout obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him and in this moment of understanding, this is the key to your life. This is the key to your life. What is the key to my life? Loving God and obeying His Word. That's the key to your life. And in our life, if we do not show our children what we should be doing or how we should live out our life, then they're not going to know that they should. the key to their life is loving God and obeying his word so I'm not preaching down I'm trying to lift us all to a place of higher standard and higher living and higher love why because we are living in an hour that love is under constant attack hear me today that there is choices being made uh, that not from you or the others but the world is putting choices on the table of children uh, and we have got to counterbalance uh, all of the things of the world with the power of the word of God in their life moms raise up that child in the way they should go firmly it is the key and if you love and obey the Lord you what will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham Isaac and Jacob as individuals and as churches we have to make choices we have to make choices about what is important to us I'll tell you what's important to this pastor this pastor believes that it's important that we choose love <laughs> can I get an amen that we choose love. My job is not to judge you. My job is to love you. I can't hear an amen from anywhere. 
God is the only righteous judge. It's my job as pastor. It's your job as people of God to love people you don't like. To love people you don't understand. To love people you disagree with. To love people you don't look like. To love people. Ah, I can't get no help in this house. Why? Why, Pastor? Because my children and my grandchildren are watching. And based on what they see in me, they will replicate in their life. If I don't love, they're not going to love. If I value things that are not of God, they will value things that are not of God. It's up to us. It's up to us as a collective. We dedicated the beautiful babies. We're dedicating again next week. And we, I cannot wait. Why? Because it is an act of choice. We choose to offer our family back to the Lord. We say, we say, the Lord is the Lord of our house. We say, we will raise our children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Someone say amen. amen. We have to make a choice. In our text, we find this choice individually, corporately, but it's most importantly about accountability, about being accountable and not shirking our responsibility, but being accountable to the word of God and to the children, grandchildren, and those even that we influence to their lives. I read our text again. It says, today I have given you the choice between life and death and between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Whatsoever shall be bound in heaven shall be bound in earth. What shall ever be loosed shall be what? Bound. If you are going to loose on this earth, it will be loosed in heaven. If you're going to bind it on... Mm. What are you loosing upon your children? What are you loosening upon? Are you loosening the power of the Holy Ghost in their life to raise them up? Pastor, how do I do that? To, to let them hear you pray when they're going to sleep at night, that they can hear your, uh, there's a travail going on in the bedroom, uh, and it's something of God uh, to hear. Uh, on this Mother Day, hear me today. Choose life so that you and your descendants, your children, might live. I speak to you in a spiritual sense. On this Mother's Day, I am sounding the alarm for all of us, but especially for moms, that if we do not teach and practice God's Word with our children, then they will be influenced, hear me today, by the world to reject Jesus Christ and embrace the thought and ideas that are contrary to the Scriptures. I'm going to say that again until I get a better amen. If we do not teach and practice God's word with our children, then they will be influenced by the world to reject Jesus Christ and to embrace the thought and ideas that are contrary to God's scripture. Can I get an amen online, somebody? Can I get a hallelujah? I'm going to encourage myself and the Lord today like David did. I'm going to encourage you. You know why? Because I know that I'm preaching the truth today. We cannot let YouTube and Instagram raise our babies. There is a reason why they've called content creators influencers. 
I'm going to preach about it here for a minute. If you don't like it, well, you can send me hate mail later. I'm here to tell you the truth of God's word, and that is this. It might be cute. It might be fluffy. It might be innocent by your words or your brain. But I'm here to tell you, if they spend five hours in front of YouTube and no hours in front of the Word of God, then we have no complaint to God when they don't raise up and become a child of the King of Kings. If they're spending an hour in front of an influencer who is telling them how to live, act, and think, uh, what's okay and what's not, who is influencing to tell them uh, the word of God is yea and amen uh, and it's truth uh, and it will let you live? Oh, pastor, you're not raising kids. I raised three kids. I'm raising grandbabies. Don't, don't tell me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm here to tell you that it, I'm watching parents struggle to figure out how do I raise my children. If we're not careful, we let uh, electronic babysitters take over the job of us as parents, grandparents, of us as influencers. Do you, I, mm, do you hear me today? Uh, you too, Vivian, you are an influencer in the house of God. You are an influencer in this church. You teach our children the ways of the Lord. Uh, you are an influencer. You hear me? That, you hear me, Terrence? You're an influencer. You're not a nobody. No, you're an influencer. You are carrying the the word of God to say, uh, thus saith the word of the Lord. Uh, that if you follow after God, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, but he'll go with you always. There's a way that seemeth right to man, mm, but that way leads to what? Death. But there's a way of righteousness that if you'll follow it, uh, you will live. Because why? Because you let Jesus Christ become the influencer of your life. I'm concerned. I'm sorry. As a pastor on this Mother's Day, I stand before you not as a place of perfection, not in a place that I've done it all right raising my kids. I was a miserable failure so many times, but I also knew how to repent. I knew how to repent to my children. I knew how to repent to God, and I knew how to turn from the way that I thought was right. So you messed up. We all mess up. No parent is perfect, uh, but you can change today. You can say, no, no, no more. We are going to do what God has called us to do. Mm. Pastor, you picked Mother's Day to do this. I know because none of you are going to listen on any other day when I talk to you about this stuff probably. But I'm, I've got a captive audience online and here in this place. Uh, I'm not going to let it go. Uh, do not let uh, uh, social media raise our children. I need some help. Are your kids saying bad words? Check what they're watching. Check your own mouth. Are your kids hitting on people when they know better? Check your, mm, check your, yeah, just go check. Yeah. 
it's innocent. They're watching people on Facebook fight with each other. What is this phenomenon that everybody's got a video camera and want to watch everybody fight each other and cause problems and issues and hatred? And all? What is it about our society that likes the watch? Well, it's not new, folks. In, in, in Roman times, it was called gladiators. In Roman times, it was called the Colosseum. And they loved to watch carnage and blood and other people suffer. It's no different today. But there is an innocence about it that we can shoot people in games. Uh, oh, but Pastor, you're messing with video games now. Listen, listen don't, don't, don't be surprised at the things that happen because we allow certain things to influence our kids. I appreciate the three people that clapped. It was very kind of you. I love you so much. The rest of you, you know I'm telling the truth. And here's the deal. I don't, I'm not preaching to you so you can feel guilty. I'm preaching to you so you can be under conviction of the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to feel guilty. If you're online, I don't want you to feel guilty. I, I did some things I wished I wouldn't have done as a parent. I, I, I openly admit I'm the chief among sinners in this house about not doing the things that I wished I would have learned. But guess what? I've learned them and now I have wisdom and now I can share it uh, and now I can see it and now I'm better for it. Uh, so now I can say to you, let's let God be the influencer of our households. See, in my mind, this place was on its feet. People were running the aisles. In my mind, I saw that there were the people just laying out on the floor repenting. And, oh, my God, yes, he's right. Oh, my goodness. But you see, I know that social media is like an ever-rising tide. Pastor, we're on, you're on social media. Yes, I am. I'm not preaching against social media. I'm preaching let, us letting our children be raised by social media. Pastor, what, what, what do you think is acceptable? That's, that's between you and Jesus. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Uh, uh, uh. No, no. I'm here to declare the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord says, raise up a child in the way they should. If our children are hurry, hearing nothing but influencers in the world for hours a day, who is influencing them for the word of God? I better hurry. I got people being disturbed. Pastor's going on about, no, you better believe, you better hear this man of God. You better hear him, not because I'm standing up here and got the microphone, but you better hear him because I'm a watchman on the wall of this place. And I'm trying to warn that we are coming to an hour where your children and their social values and their spiritual values and all the other values you might add into that are at stake. I told you I was preaching to ask for me. I'm looking for some moms and dads and aunts and uncles and friends and neighbors. I'm looking for a church that will let God be the number one influencer of our family's lives. This Mother's Day, someone needs to declare, as for me. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me this morning, as for me. Yeah, some, someone needs to have an as for me moment. Uh, an as for me. What do you mean, Pastor? Joshua 24, very familiar passage. 
15, as it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, huh? Choose you this day whom you will serve. He doesn't say, uh, you know, you're a horrible person if you do this or don't. No, no. He's just simply saying choose. It's the same thing that was said in Deuteronomy. Choose. Choose what? Whether you, uh, whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites who in land you do. Who, are you going to serve the gods of this world? Are you going to? But as for me and my house, we will what? Serve the Lord. There was a declaration in the middle of idolatry that said, y'all go ahead and be idolaters. I'm going to still love you. I'll show up at the family picnic. Uh, but as for my house, we're going to serve God. In 1 Samuel 12, 23, moreover, ask for me. Everybody shout, ask for me. Come on, shout it like you're yelling at the dog, huh? Ask for me. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will what? Teach you the good and the right way. Oh, God forbid, not for me, uh-uh. No, it's not going to be me that sins against God by ceasing to pray and teach my children and my household the good things about God. First Chronicles 28 and 2 says, Then David the king stood upon his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people, as for me, I had in my heart to build a house of rest to the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and had made ready for this building. Solomon was later to build that building because David was a man of blood. He was a man of war and God said, I can't let you do it. I need Solomon. But if you study Solomon's life, he was a sinner, had a thousand concubines. He was a crazy man sometimes, but somehow God got a hold of his heart and he let wisdom seep into him and he said, ask for me. Someone shout, ask for me. In Psalm 5 and 7, but ask for me. Someone shout, ask for me. I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercies. And in thy fear, I will worship toward thy holy hill. No matter what happened this week, no matter what's going on in my life, the failures I've made, I will come to the house of the Lord. Because his mercy endures forever. In Psalm 55 and 16, as for me, can I hear someone shout it? I will call upon the Lord, and the Lord shall save me evening and morning and noon. I will pray, I will cry aloud, and I he shall hear my voice. As for me, you do what you want, but I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm going to do it in the afternoon. I'm going to do it in the evening. Because he promised to hear my prayer. So I'm going to dance when I don't feel like it. I'm going to rejoice when I don't want to. Why? Because I'm different. I'm a child of the king. I have. I have a God that loves me. As for me, I'll come into his house. As for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. As for me, I will call upon God. And he will hear my prayer. As for me, 
No, no, ask for me. Uh, uh, Travis, ask for me. Uh, I love you, Trinice, but uh, whatever you do, I support love. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, ask for me. And that little lady over there, we're serving God's house. Uh, mm. Cancer can come. It's not going to deter us uh, from serving God and his house. Your kids can end up in jail. It's not over. God is still in control. I need a mama. I need a mama today that says, as for me, I don't care what comes my way. I don't care what the enemy tries to destroy my family with. I will call upon the name of the Lord for he is a strong tower. Come on, clap your hands, all ye people. Woo! As for me, y'all do what you want, but as for me, whatever church wants to do, whatever, as for Pineview Church, we will serve the Lord. We will call upon him. He will hear our prayer. Someone give God a praise today, if you will. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise today. As for me, as for me, as for me, I, I said, as for me, hear me, hear me today on this Mother's Day, as for me. Uh, hear me today some of you mothers are waiting on a priest in your home uh, to stand up and say as for me in my house uh, don't wait let God be your priest uh, until the priest comes along uh, don't be intimidated by the spirit uh, you single moms uh, you are a priest uh, you are a God uh, influencer don't take a back seat to nobody you single dads, you are mother. You are what God has called you to be. Don't let the enemy intimidate you. Peter, what does that look like? Well, we can go back to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. When your children correct you in your thought based on what they heard or were influenced by on their social media platform. You need to take a step back and wonder, what do I need to do? A lot of us will react where we'll just take a, you know what, fine, nobody gets any media, we are canceling everything. They're laughing, Noah, because it's the truth of what I just said. Because they overcorrect and they don't correct correctly. And so in overcorrection, they cause bitterness and anger in their house. So don't be overcorrecting. Pastor said we got to get rid of that Instagram. Yep, that's right. I don't know why I just used a southern hillbilly voice, but I did. I was looking at Brother Dan Tackett. That's what I was doing. <laughs> because if we're not careful, we won't do things righteously. We'll do them like emotionally. Mm. I'm, let me tell you something, Lisa Marie. <sighs> I'm walking in the Holy Ghost today. 
Pastor, what's going on with you? I'll tell you what's going on. I held that baby this week. And God reminded me that there's a bunch of babies in this room. And my grandbaby's not the only one that needs prayer. My grandbaby isn't the only one that needs... You hear me? So the Lord spoke and said, you need to speak. There's an opportunity here on this... By the way, I didn't want to be here today. Am I right? I didn't want to be here. I want to be with my grandbaby. As things turned out, God said, no, you're going to be right here. Standing in this pulpit, standing right there this morning, I didn't feel like I wanted to be here. But you know what I'm telling you? When I, God, when you walked over here and pushed this over here, the Lord, there was something that already came because we began to entertain his presence and the worship. By the way, y'all did a great job today entering into the presence of God. You say, Pastor, why would you not want to be here? It's not that I didn't want to see you and rejoice and have a Mother's Day. It's not about that. I knew what God was making me preach. And as a pastor, I'd be more miserable for the rest of the week if I didn't preach what I was supposed to preach today. So I'm preaching what God said preach today. And so here I am before God as his servant speaking to his people in love and kindness, not out of anger, bitterness, or judgment. No, no. I want to encourage you today, parent, so you've let your children be raised by social media. Everywhere you go, they have it in their hand. It's in front of them. Have you ever just sat down and watched four or five episodes of what your children are watching? <clears throat> by the way, children are sneaky little things. They can switch between kids' YouTube and real YouTube faster than you can blink an eye and lie their little pants off about it. You know I'm right. So don't believe everything. I'm just watching Furbies. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I don't even know what Furbies are, but I've heard them before. Are they even around anymore? That was from... No, no. Okay. No idea. It came to my mind, I said it. <laughs> Watch me here. I'm closing. There is a way that seemeth right to man. Well, this is, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing, are you trying based upon the foundation of God's word? Raise up a child in the way. Well, they drive me nuts. That's not a current problem that's been going on for just the last few years. Our children got kicked out of the house every day. And if they said they were bored, oh, it was a tough day for those children at my house. Because now they had to move bricks from one side of the yard to the other. I need those bricks over here. Well, Dad, you had us put them over there yesterday. I know, but you're bored. I'm going to fix your board. Oh, well, I want to move bricks. Are you, are you bored? No, I'm not bored. Good, go find something to do. Amazing how that works. If you're not careful, you will... Look, we're all guilty. I'm not suggesting... Look, in my day, it was VCRs. Am I right, Brother Keith? Am I right, Jen? Right? It was VCRs. 
we would wait at the library on Washtenaw Ave, waiting for it to open, hoping to get the newest Pooh Bear. Because we needed a night just where we could close the door in our bedroom and look at each other and say, Oh my God, that's you. And then it was Mario. Oh my God, Nintendo 64. The original Nintendo with Mario. Okay, let's sneak off there. Every generation struggles with something to influence your children. But now the enemy has gotten bold. He's calling them influencers now. And he's, they're not afraid to talk to your children about sex. No, no. They're not afraid to talk to your children about your house or what they think. I, I recently saw a, a portion of a video that suggested that their, their parents were always wrong. Your mom and dad are always wrong. This little cartoon character telling the children that their mom and dad were wrong. Now that has to be good for that household. Pastor, what do you think? There's some good things to watch. And I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that my grandkids are not going to stop watching stuff today because I preach this message. I don't want them to, I don't expect them. What I want them to do is to watch the correct things. To be influenced by God's word and his righteousness. A couple years ago, I'm, I'm, am I okay today? If I'm not, don't tell me. Just go home and complain to somebody else. I had a new grandbaby, I'm happy right now, so leave me alone. I'm doing God's work. Complain to Jesus. Watch, it, 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 it's just true, right? I've had y'all stand up here a long time. Y'all should, should start singing something. Just sing over me. It doesn't matter. No, come on, let's all stand on this beautiful Mother's Day. I hope I helped somebody this morning. Thank you, Michael. Amen. A couple years ago, we got together as a group, uh, our staff, and we uh, decided we were going to buy for the whole church. Every member of this church would have access to Right Now Media, which is a Christian-based media. Th tens of thousands of video, all, all kinds of stuff about Jesus, little Bible studies, all right-way media. It was fantastic. We spent $300 a month because we felt like it was that important. Last year, we canceled that because literally we had one or two people that were using it. We were paying 300 bucks a month for one person or two people, I think it was two people that had downloaded and used it on a regular. We got monthly little things about who had logged in and used it, et cetera, et cetera. No. I, I asked myself, I, I felt like, Lord, and maybe it was because we didn't promote it correctly or I don't know, but I'm here to tell you that you need to find some alternatives to what's going on in our world. Right now, media, media is, is it like a $12, it's, it's less than you pay for Apple Music, I think. It's, it's not a lot of money. You should invest in your family. Is anybody hearing me today? There's other services out there that put God at the center. It doesn't stop their video consumption, it puts God at the center of their consumption. I don't know what to tell you. It's between you and your husband or you and God, you and your wife. I, I don't know. 
But I do know the word of the Lord says you've got to choose something. And it says you've got to choose because heaven and earth is recording what you choose. And he has commanded us to raise up our children. When they lay down at night, <laughs> we're calling the name of the Lord. How, don't answer this. How many of you are praying with your children before they go to sleep at night? I said, don't answer it. I know you do. You pray especially over Travis every night. Yes, I know, Travis. But you need all the prayer you can get. <laughs> so tonight, today, I hope someone's hearing this man of God. I say all things in love and with no rancor and no no person in mind, no situation in mind, nothing. No, 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 no. I'm just, I would have rather not been here this morning because I knew God was going to stretch me and push me to preach what I preach. And it's not that I don't love his word, just I know it's going to cause you to really change is not fun. And if you really love God, you have to change from this message. Someone say amen. So who is it today on this Mother's Day as we close? We have a wonderful gift for you as moms you leave. In fact, we don't have it just for moms. We have it for every lady that's here as you leave. You're welcome because we honor you in every way. Every woman that's in this house and in online, we, we honor you because you are a part of the fabric of what's going on in this house. So as you leave, don't, don't leave without that memento just from Pineview and our family and from Lisa and I and our staff. We love you. Brother Doug worked very hard to put that all together and I appreciate him for it. Who is here today though that says just from the place of your heart that says God what pastor has preached to me is pricking my heart and my children I'm going to raise them up. Who in this house is willing to say, as for me, pastor? No, no, it's not for pastor. As for me, Holy Spirit. Don't do it for me. Do it for your house. Do it unto the Lord. How many here that will walk forward this morning for a moment? I want to pray with you if you need prayer. If you're a guest here and you've never received Jesus, we want you to come and experience Jesus like you've never experienced him before. We're here. We have a baptismal thing. If you want to be baptized, guess what? I get to baptize my grandson today. I get to baptize Brian. So, so don't mess with me today. Mm -mm. No new grandbaby, new creature in Christ. No, I'm I'm living the good life right now. You just. God, if God before me, who can be against me? And I will say this, if there's anybody else here that would like to be baptized as you go down in the water of baptism, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and you are claimed as the, king, the king's kid. God's talking to this house. He spoke to us through worship this morning. He's speaking to us now. Who will decide today for me and my house? We're going to serve God. If you're being pricked in your heart and you want to pray, you want to step forward. If you want to pray in your seat, that's just as good as this. There's something about coming forward, though, that allows yourself 
emotionally and physically to know that I'm making a choice. I'm changing my mind. I want something different. I want more of Jesus. Come on, make that choice right now. Come on, in Jesus' name.